Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hi, Changemaker. It's Holly Rustic here. Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast. I'm so, so glad you joined me today. I have, and I know I always say that I have an amazing guest, but I do have amazing guests on this show for you guys. We are getting close to the end of the year, and I actually have one of my coaches is going to be on the podcast today. So it's going to be really, really fun. You are going to love her. And you're going to get so much out of this. She's going to be speaking to you if you serve on the nonprofit board of directors, if you're an executive director, if you're even a volunteer. Also, if you're transitioning into freelance grant writing, she is speaking to you. All right, so she's going to talk all about dun, 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 why you should write a book and how you can write a book and what a book does for you. She is also going to be talking about how to do consulting to know your value, how to get your foot into the door and to get clients. So definitely this is all for you and my, my guest's name today, so you're going to love this, Honoré Quarter. Honoré Quarter has authored 51 published books as we speak. <laughs> She'll have many more in her life. I know that. She's absolutely amazing. And you may have heard of a book series that she co-authors, and that is the Miracle Morning series. So if you are familiar with Hale Elrod and the Miracle Morning, she has actually been instrumental in co-authoring many different books um, for the Miracle Morning. So Honoré Quarter is an executive and strategic book coach, TEDx speaker, and the author of dozens of books, including the book titled, You Must Write a Book. Honoré passionately coaches business professionals, writers, and aspiring nonfiction authors who want to publish their books to bestseller status, create a platform, and develop multiple streams of income one-on-one and in the You Must Write a Book Live coaching course. She also runs the Empire Builders Mastermind, does all sorts of other magical things, and her badassery is legendary. You can find out more about her at honorecorder.com, and that is spelled H-O-N-O-R-E-E-C-O-R-D-E-R.com. Honoré Quarter. You can also check out www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 102 for today's episodes, for uh, different links to all different things that she talking about and so you can get more information about Honoré, including her first two chapters of You Must Write a Book for free. So do check her out. She is amazing. She's going to be talking about her experience today and the first book she ever wrote, right? She's going to talk about how that all came to be. Just to get your taste buds watering a little bit more, she's also going to be talking about the chicken soup for the soul, and you're going to understand what her connection is to that. So you've probably more than likely have definitely heard of that series and where it all started and began for her. So um, once again, she is somebody I reached out to several years ago on Instagram, actually. And yeah, I developed a relationship with her ever since. And I am a part of her mastermind. We do amazing things together and just getting some one-on-one coaching from her as well as group coaching has been really strategic in my own business development as well. So I 
completely just love her. Absolutely. Um, you know, I can personally <laughs> really attest to working with her and just how well it has helped my business. So I wanted to share her with you. So you guys will absolutely love this today. Let me know any other questions you have for Honoré. I would love to have her back on the show again. So yeah, you just get a taste of her today. All right, guys. So as we're coming up to the end of the year, real quick, I just want to say Merry Christmas. It is coming around the corner. So please do send me a shout. Let me know what you're doing at the end of your year for the nonprofits you work in or at. You can definitely check me out at Holly Rustic on Instagram, R-U-S-T-I-C-K. Let me know. Send me a shout. Send me a DM. Send a post. Tag me in it. Uh, Let me know what you guys are doing for the end of the year so we can share that maybe on the podcast or something. If you want a grant, something awesome has happened, please share. Of course, if you have any questions, challenges, all of that, please share that as well. All right, I'm here to help you guys. Now, Honoré is going to help you out. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please let me know once again if you have any other questions for Honoré, and I'll make sure to get those to her, or we'll have her back on the show, and we'll ask her those questions. All right, guys, enjoy. Hi, Changemaker. I am here, Holly Rustic with Grant Writing and Funding with Honoré Quarter. I'm super duper excited to have Honoré on the show today and you're going to find out just why. But before we get into that, I just want to say I'm here to help you grow capacity, increase income, and to advance your mission. All right, so we have, like I said, Miss Honoré, and I'm just going to hold this up if you're watching the YouTube channel. I have the cult of Honoré right here. I have been <laughs> an Honoré fan and now friend for many uh, yeah. for many years now. Long so, time. Yeah. yeah. So in third grade. I have like all of her books behind me. So, yeah. Those are so distracting, by the way. Having right. all the books behind you. I'm like, what are you reading? What's up there? What have I not read? Get on your shelf. <laughs> so so yeah. yeah. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I mean, this is so fun. I'm so, so delighted to be with you. Thank you for having me. It is it is such a pleasure to be friends with you and to know you and and all the things, all the things we do. Yes, all the many things, all the many things we do. The many so. things we do, yes. All right, so if you've never heard of Honoré before, you're missing out. She is a, a, an amazing author, and when I mean amazing, she has 51 books published. Bam, so I don't even have all of her books, like, but I got a whole row, right? Wait, so what? Wait, what? She's got a no. <laughs> And you, I mean, you specialize in coaching, consulting, also with people helping people get their books published. Like you have amazing courses that I hope you talk about today on the show as far as that. And you know, what really drew me to Honoré was I heard her on a podcast. So I heard you on a podcast, which was cool. I think you were on Hell Elrod's podcast a long time ago. And I, then I heard you and I saw you on a YouTube video like a couple weeks later. And it was like, oh, you're in my radar for some reason, right? Yeah. And then I, I started hearing what you're talking about. And you're talking about, you know, you, you must write a book. That was when you know, that was just published. And you're talking okay. about, yeah, for credibility. So it's back in that time zone. And you were yeah. talking about for credibility in your expertise, like it's your business card. And I remember sitting there going, oh my gosh, I, I'm a writer. You know, I'm already working on books. I had a couple published at the time, but it was fiction. Yeah. And here I was starting my business. Yeah, I was starting my business all about grant writing. And I was like, I love writing. Why haven't I written a book on grants? Like, yeah, Yeah. like, duh, hello. Yeah, I remember when you sent me those books, the books you published. Yeah, yeah. I remember getting that note from you and and that package. And yeah, that's cool. All the way from Guam. (laughs) I was like, Guam. <laughs> which is funny because you are dressed for Guam and I am dressed for winter, yeah. which is where I am. I'm in winter. Yeah. yeah, you are in winter. It is getting winter there. I'm actually in DC in a couple of days and I had to go buy a coat yesterday. 
So yeah, <laughs> I was like, I don't have a coat. <laughs> yeah, I have three coats in my J. Crew shopping cart right now. I'm just waiting for that email that says everything is on sale. Oh, right. Yeah, that should be any time, right? <laughs> Any minute. I'm I'm ready, J. Crew. If you're listening. <laughs> That's right. Come on, J. Crew. So yeah, so Honoré, she's an established author. She's also an established consultant. You started off as a business coach, just done amazing things. So, and full disclaimer, I'm in her mastermind. Like, I love her. Like, yeah, you, like, this is great. And I wanted to bring you on the show because I was like, look, the people that listen, the awesome people out there that are listening, you know, they need to hear your voice and what you say, because part of, I think a lot of you guys out there, you do have expertise and you do have skills that you can transition into some sort of book or product. And then the other ones of you guys out there who are reaching out are transitioning into freelance grant writing. And you need to learn how to like secure clients, what your pricing and packaging is, all of that kind of fun stuff. And Honoré is just amazing. So you're amazing about figuring that stuff out really quick and the lowest hanging fruit and just moving forward. I know you've personally helped my business really grow. So I totally appreciate that. And that's why I'm totally confident to have you on the show to share your expertise, because I know you're going to help so many people that listen out there. So let's just get into it. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. adorable. <laughs> you're winning adorable today. Thank Aww, you. Thank okay. you for your kind words. Right back at you. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, no, my, my pleasure. Yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about, so you have all these books. What kind of, tell us your story then, like what kind of got you into uh, writing books and why you started that whole journey? Sure. So I was coaching, I was doing executive and business coaching. I started out as a business coach and generally speaking, and this is not going to be breaking news for anyone listening, but generally speaking, if you are a coach of some kind or a consultant, at some point, you stumble upon the marketing strategy of speaking to market your coaching. Yes. Right? Someone will say, oh, well, if you speak, that's a really good way to get your name out there and get your face out there. So I started speaking to market my coaching business. And my, my background was in network marketing, where I did a whole lot of speaking. I did a whole lot of standing in front of a room full of people and talking about products and opportunity and those sorts of things. So I was no stranger to talking mm -hmm. and speaking in, in front of a, a group of people. So that did not scare me at all. And I was happy to do it. And then someone called and offered to pay me to speak. It was very funny because the woman was very nice and she called and she said, I saw you speak and I have this thing I'd like you to do. And, but we really have a small budget. You know, I'm sure this is an insult, but is there any way keeping in mind, I was speaking for free up to, at this point. She said, is there any way we only have $3,500? Is there any way you can make that work? You're like, yep. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think that would be fine. Mm -hmm. And that began my speaking, my paid speaking, because then I was like, okay, wait, I'm having a really great time and I'm getting paid for it. And then I get to develop my coaching business because I'm speaking. Okay, this is great. Right. Then I met Mark Victor Hansen. And Mark Victor Hansen, everyone would know Chicken Soup for the Soul. So he right. co-founded Chicken Soup with Jack Canfield. And he was speaking at a conference. And he came in, in the back of the room where I was taking notes. And he said, you know, who are you? And I said, oh, I'm Honoré Quarter or Honoré. And he said, what do you do? And I was so proud of myself, Holly. I was like, oh, I'm a coach and a speaker. And you know, I would do a little hair flip. And he <laughs> just kind of looked at me and he was like, yeah, honey, everybody's a coach and a speaker. You must write a book. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> shoot. Um, I don't really know what qualifies me to write a book. And I had all that head noise that a lot of people have around who am I to write a book? And why would I be an, you know, an expert? Or what could I say that would be any different from what anyone else could say? 
but I decided to turn down my own voice of self-doubt and turn up his voice of you must write a book and I wrote my first book and it changed my life so important right like if you have a if you have a monkey mind right yeah or you have you know that voice in your head and it could be your mother's voice it could be you know a childhood friend it could be an employer someone who is really kind of taking you to task and and gets in your gets in there um Mm -hmm. turn that volume down on that and turn the volume up on the voice of possibility and and choose to listen to someone who tells you that something is possible so i chose to listen to him saying you can do it combined with all my years of listening to tony robbins right i was like all right i'm gonna turn that volume up Mm -hmm. and i wrote and published my book and it first book and it changed my life it really, really changed my life and, and it's uh, informed and influenced that the fact that I now am very passionate about the fact that pretty much everyone should write and publish a book mm-hmm. <laughs> at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. And I love that, you know, also to lend to the fact that you were speaking for free because it was a part of your networking in the beginning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, I got paid. All right. And, you know, and, and knowing that that's, that's another form of income too. It's not just getting your name out there, but there's also right. potential securing, right. but you had to put the time in so people got to know you too. Right. Like, yes, you do have to become a proven commodity whenever you're starting something new. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was not speaking with intention. This is different from the advice I give today. I was not speaking with the intention to become a paid speaker. I was speaking with the intention of developing coaching business. I wasn't thinking I'm going to speak for free so that I can speak for money. I would now advise someone to speak for free with the intention that they would eventually speak for money. And you might have to speak for a long time. You might have to do a hundred presentations. I don't know how many I did, but it was a lot. (laughs) It was, it was more than 25 or 30 that I did for no charge at all. And I prepared as though I was getting paid all the money. So when I showed up, it was as though I was getting paid. And I think that's why they assumed that I was a paid speaker because I didn't phone it in because I was like, well, I'm not getting paid for this. So why should I go all the way? I prepared, I prepared and prepared and prepared. And I was able to rest a little bit on my previous experience. But again, all the preparation plus I would absolutely recommend that someone go into it with the the idea in mind that at some point somebody's gonna gonna be handing you some money (laughs) yeah i love that and it's also because i've done a lot of speaking for free too but with the attention too as well as saying okay these are also potential clients and then getting jobs and just getting your name out there and it is it is a wonderful thing and it's kind of funny i feel like the last few years some people have been getting away from that but now they're kind of coming back to it i'm seeing more emails like oh you should how you can actually um make some money is to be a speaker and be out there and to sell your products while you're speaking even like even if you don't get paid to speak you can talk about your products and you know that sort of thing so really important but i love that so then you developed your first book and you're like okay yeah yeah. So how did it do? Like, how did, how it, did it do? Yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> uh, one piece of advice that Mark had given me, and we're not on a first name basis. I just call him Mark, right? Like we know yeah. each other, but I would, I would call him Mr. Hansen if I saw him today. Just for, <laughs> just for, you know, just for this little, this little gathering of people. One of the other pieces of advice that Mark gave me was to do seven things to sell my book every day. So I, he had a conference back in the day, mega book marketing, mega speaking 
mm-hmm. into speaking something business around the business of speaking. And mm-hmm. at the book conference, he talked about doing seven things every day to market your book. That when he and Jack launched Chicken Soup for the Soul, they had been turned down a million times, by maybe 200 times by different publishers. And finally, they went with this one small publisher and they knew they had to make the book go on their own, which, mm-hmm. you know, P.S. see fine print below, we all have to make our books go on our own. Mm-hmm. The, the fallacy of traditional versus indie publishing is if you go traditional, they market your book for you. And actually, no, they expect you to market your book. So anyway, they knew that in order for their book to be successful, they needed to do things and they committed to do seven things every day. So I made a list of seven things that I could do every day. And one of the pieces of advice he gave me was to call everybody I knew and ask them if they wanted to buy between 10 and 100 books. So I called everyone I knew and asked them if they wanted to buy between 10 and 100 books. And that 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 strategy so it helped me to sell 11,000 books while I was waiting for the books to show up on my doorstep. I physically sold those 11,000 copies. And this was before, you know, back when the earth was cooling. <laughs> before, before there was Amazon, before there was Amazon the way we have Amazon today. So access right. to print on demand and even Kindle. I mean, Kindle was around, but who had a Kindle? I had like two clients who were wealthy and they were like, well, I have a Kindle. Right. So I can afford a Kindle. But the rest of the world was like, like Kindle, Kindle Schmindle, I read on paper. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's what people do. So I did, Kindle wasn't even a passing thought really at that time. It was all paper. And I was ordering from a printing company that was printing the books. And so I had to order thousands of copies of books in order to get a decent price. And so that's yeah. where the book started. 11,000 copies of that book and over 120,000 copies of that particular title have been sold since 2004 and it's just a little 77 page business book so just a mini book yeah it's like a pocket book right you made it intentionally so people could put it in their in their pockets I did yes the 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 original version of that book which later when I knew when I know now about publishing was a little horrifying for me to kind of go back and do a little analysis a little little frightening it still did the job it absolutely yeah. did the job. It made me the authority. It made me an expert. I'm, I was the author, right? So it checked all the boxes. But I did do a 10th anniversary edition of that book and made it a five and a half by eight and a half, which is now the standard, right? So your five and a half by eight and a half or six by nine is generally the size of the business book. I upped the size of it, rewrote it, expanded it, revised it, crossed my eyes and dotted, you know, crossed my T's <laughs> and dotted my eyes, so to speak. Yeah. And I love that you're talking about that because at this point in time, my books and my listeners out there, they know all about my book getting revised and all of that. So you were really instrumental in helping direct that as well. So you can create a product, you can create something and then realize like, oh, I need to update it. And that's okay. Like it's always going to be, you know, like that's okay. That's totally normal. Good enough is good enough in the beginning. And when you know better, you do better. Or when you have you know, at first it's on a shoestring. You you take the time you need to take to invest the money you need to, to invest. And then as your business grows and it gets bigger and you're, you get better, then you can do it again and revise it and sp- expand it and then relaunch it. I made that 10th anniversary edition. I've sold, mm-hmm. you know, maybe 20,000 more copies of that book. It's a backlist book. So it's not even something that I'm focused on. But mm-hmm. the average book sells 500 copies. I feel yeah. like it's a win that it sold as many copies as it has. Yeah. Just because I went back and gave it a new cover and gave it a new, you know, yeah. polished it up a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like come back to life for a minute, like created some buzz around yeah. it, right? 
Yeah. Yes. And, and had it edited. I had it edited and proofread. You know, so 10 years better in writing. So the 10th anniversary edition, I got it in under the wire of being still in the 10th year. And I'm a better writer after 10 years. You become better at whatever you do the longer yeah. you do it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And I love that. So talking to then to um, some of the people that are listening out there, they may be uh, on the board of directors and executive director, or maybe just, you know, they're really into their nonprofit consultancy and they know their stuff, but they're like a book. Like, why, why would I write a book? Like, why, what, what are we talking mm. about here? And I love what you said with, with Mark. Is that his name? Mark? Mark, Mr. Hanson. <laughs> So like, you know, um, no, it creates credibility. So can you kind of, and, and, you know, can you kind of talk about that a little bit and then we'll talk about traditional versus indie a little bit too, just to say this low hanging fruit that you can do. Yeah. Go for it. Sure. So we live in a world where people will say, I am the best at what I do. I know my stuff. I'm an expert, but every expert has one thing in common and it is that they have a book with their name on the front. And when someone asks you for your business card and you say, well, certainly I have a business card, but I also have a book if you'd like a copy, it is still fun to see that reaction mm-hmm. of someone. You've, you've written a book? Really? Yes. Yes. I would love a book. I mean, it's, it's almost as though all of a sudden you be, go from being Joe Citizen to being a Hollywood superstar. It's so interesting <laughs> to watch the transformation and it happens all the time. And it happens all the time with me right now because I'm new to Nashville where I've lived for a year. So I'm still relatively new, but I'm meeting people all the time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when someone is like, you're an author, right? I'm, I'm the book lady. <laughs> I'm the book lady in some circles, right? They're like, oh, you're the book lady, right? You know, what's it like to write a book? That's amazing. It, it just transforms how people see you instantaneously, unlike almost anything else that you can possibly do. If you have knowledge and expertise, it would it will absolutely change your life to write and publish a book. I, I can't speak enough about it. And I watch it because I'm in it. I'm, I'm with people all the time and helping them to navigate the journey. And when they have their books and they send me that screenshot look what came today yeah. and then they're posting it on Facebook and they're getting their first reviews and all right I'm I'm seeing I'm constantly seeing that and I, it's yeah. so fun to watch the the evolution of it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it is it's it's been life-changing for me I know in my business you know all of a sudden you can charge more you're, you're just yeah. automatically received to have more credibility there's just so many things you can do and even yeah. for me what I love about this tool too is some nonprofits, they're startups, they have no income, they just can't afford to hire me, but they can afford 20 bucks for the book. And it is a great book that will walk them through a system of how to write grants. So it's like, you know, really thinking of this is something that I can also give. It's also a a value add, right? And it's just amazing for for me. And I know a lot of you out there listening might say, well, I don't, I'm not, I know some stuff, but maybe I'm not an expert. But even if you know some stuff about something, maybe you know about strategic planning and nonprofit planning, that sort of thing, you're like, you might know more, you're going you're to know more than somebody and else. More than you think. Yeah, right. and more than you think. And when yeah. you start to pencil out, mm-hmm. when you start to go through the process of writing a book and, and part of the process that, you know, you and I, you've been through my, my course, mm-hmm. the process that I share is when you're putting you're putting together an outline right it's logical whenever you're doing any kind of book project your book is just like your 10th grade English paper it's just longer yeah <laughs> right? so what yeah. is the first thing your English teacher said is you write an outline of what it is that you want to say mm-hmm. and when you think about what are the questions that people ask you on a regular basis 
I always take it the next step further, which is what are the questions that you're asked? What are the questions that you should be asked? And what are the questions that you wish you were asked? And when you start to pencil those questions out, you're going to realize you have so much knowledge to share. And you're so right, Holly, not everyone could hire us to hold their hand through either of our processes, right? but they can afford our books. And there are so many people, I'm sure you've had the same experience. People send me emails and say, I wrote a book because I read, you must write a book. And thank you so much. Now I'm an author. I'm sure you have people who have done grants, right? Because they've read your book and it's the same thing. Yes. You are going to be able to impact the lives of more people than you know. It's not just about getting, it's not just about book sales or new clients or business development or becoming an authority or becoming an expert. It's also on the other side of that is the reader and the reader is going to benefit. They're going to drink in your knowledge and your expertise and it's going to benefit them and change them, which is ultimately in my mind, the very coolest thing. Yeah. It's amazing. I love it. I remember, you know, someone, they wrote a review and I was like, Oh no, you always like looking at reviews on Amazon. They're like, I just run a hundred thousand dollar grant because I read this book. And I was like, yes, <laughs> you know, like so cool. So yeah. cool. Yeah. And I don't need like, I'm glad you didn't hire me. You got to do it on your own and you did that. You know what I mean? You use the resource and it was helpful. Like that is, that's like wealth to me. Right. So I was like, that's, that's a thousand percent. Yeah. And like you said, like even I had somebody else uh, tell me this too. I remember she said, if you get the same question three times or more, make a course. And I thought that's interesting because you could also write a book, right? So you could use that same kind of, and like you're saying, you don't need to ask a million times, but just if you see kind of a reoccurring theme that there's a question that you can answer, you know, more than once, you probably got something in you. You got some kind of course, some kind of book, some kind of product, right? So definitely to not go with the, um, I don't have anything to say. I'm not an expert in anything. We're all experts in our individual experiences and education and all that stuff. Right. So, yeah. And the thing that comes easily to you, whoever you are, that's listening, the royal you, (laughs) (laughs) whatever people are coming to you for, they see you as the expert. And it's, it's the thing that you think is so easy, which is so easy for me to go and yeah. make this beautiful three-tier cake with perfect fondant flowers. Whereas I would say, no, Nightmare. <laughs> no, I don't know. How, I wouldn't know how to do that. I wouldn't even know where to start. So the thing that's easy for you is not easy for everyone. And that's part of making that connection in your mind that you are qualified and yes. people do want to hear what you have to say. They do want to pay for your knowledge and expertise. They want, they want the, you know, the velvet rope to be lifted. They want to be let behind the scenes and to know how to really do something. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it doesn't have to be this super long, expensive book. It can just be like, here is a solution to your problem. It's written down. It, you know, (laughs) it's there. There's some structure to it, but it doesn't have to be super complicated and it can totally be done. So kind of looking at that now, uh, transitioning into that indie versus traditional, I know you touched on it just a bit, but we see it's the world of self-publishing. I've self-published, you self-publish, you have your own publishing company, but yeah, it's, it's like you said, because I was looking at the other animal, which is fine. Like some people totally get traditional and that's awesome. But for me, I was like, it's going to take up to two years on average. I don't have that kind of time and I'm going to have to market it anyway. And then I'm only getting like a certain percent of the royalties where, you know, if I can get, you know, at least on Amazon, it's like 70% or whatever. That's awesome. And then they're, they're printing everything for me. They're mailing everything for me. I don't, yes, you know, it's are. so easy. It's just like, it's so 
I wouldn't say easy, but it's simple. It's so amazing. It's simple. It's there. There's a process. <laughs> yeah. And even over the last several years for me too, I've seen it get like simpler, you know, as yeah. far as like the yeah. self-publishing. Yeah. So even in the beginning, I was ordering copies and it was kind of yep. harder. And now I'm like, nope, I, I'll do all on demand. I don't have to, like when you said you had to order a 11,000 copies I was like anxiety coming out <laughs> like because right I now I had to I'm order like, 5,000 yeah. Yep. yeah to get to the price break that made sense I had to order 5,000 yeah. copies of my book and so the first 5,000 I ordered 5,000 5,000 5,000 but I had sold 11,000 before That's I got the first shipment because I was doing the work yeah yeah so so people they don't have to do the traditional route if they don't want to Right. So they, if they have this expertise, they're like, okay, you know, I'm a nonprofit for a board member. And I, I know the Roberts rules, like the back of my hand, but I say it in a different way that people get, I want to write a book on that. Let's just use that as an example. Right. Yep. But I don't want to go through the traditional publishing thing. That's going to take two years. I have no idea. That seems so foreign to me, hard. So how can I, can I just self-publish? Is that something that is even credible still? You know, how would you kind of talk to that? Well, I, I will tell a story to yeah. kind of bring us to present day as far as indie publishing, because for a really long time, you were, you know, loser, <laughs> you self-published, <laughs> or at least that was my perception yeah. of how I was perceived as a self-published author. But what was interesting was that over time, I started to find examples of people who were traditionally published and then fought to get their rights back so that they could publish indie. They were fighting for the right to go indie instead of trying to go traditional. And right. I am not, I don't, in my head, I don't live in a world of good, bad, right, or wrong. I live in a world of effective or ineffective. When it was time for me to publish, it did not even occur to me to seek out agency representation or to try to sell a manuscript to a publisher because I was a no-name person with no following, with no business in my mind, writing and publishing a book. So indie publishing just seemed to me to be the way to take Mark Victor Hansen's advice. Okay, so let's start with that. So not very long ago, I, I started, uh, inadvertently, I started a group of authors meeting, writers and authors meeting in Nashville. And one of the speakers is a former editor for two major New York publishing houses. Mm -hmm. And she was taking questions at this gathering. And I, I thought she was really super cool. And I thought we would be friends, but I am a hundred percent indie. And she was coming out of traditional publishing like, oh. many years in traditional publishing. And I just didn't want to, I didn't want to get my hopes up if she was going to kind of go, Oh, you know, that's nice peanut. Mm -hmm. You weren't legit. You weren't legit because you're not, and I've sold mm -hmm. almost 2 million books, but you know, Maybe I'm not legit in the eyes of which some people because, which might be a lot, but maybe in the eyes of some people, I'm not legit because I didn't, I didn't traditionally publish. So I wanted to take her temperature. And I said, so tell me, you know, how you feel about indie publishing. Mm -hmm. And she said, when I was at big name publisher, which I would say it and everyone would know it. So I don't want to go down that road. But right, she right. said, we used to have meetings about how much we detested independent publishing and how ridiculous it was and how they were putting a taint on the industry and all of those things. And she said, and then we moved forward a couple of years and we started paying attention to the fact that those authors were making the list, yeah. that they were bona fide indie authors that were selling a legitimate amount of, amount of books 
and having followings and doing really well. And then her job became to court them and to either get them to become fully traditional or become hybrid authors. And so hybrid authors, for those that don't know, are people who publish traditionally and also publish Indian. There are a lot of indie authors who produce books very, very quickly. And the, the amount of time it takes to produce a book is not really indicative of quality. Right. It can be, but it, 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 if it's something that you do all the time, you get better and better and better at it. So I can write a book much faster now than I could back in the day. There are people who are writers. They write all the time. They get very skilled at their craft. And so it takes, you know, 18 months to two years for traditional publishing to pop out a book. Whereas I have indie author friends who write and publish a book a month, fiction, not nonfiction, but they're writing and publishing books on, on the regular, as the kids say. Like those series um, and everything. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like and so she eventually, you know, they, they have now become concerned about how they're going to compete with indies because they're, you know, we're able to pop them out pretty quickly because we don't have this long. Yeah production schedule. And so the argument then becomes, or the not the argument, the conundrum becomes, if you want to go traditional, traditional publishers expect you to have a name and a following so that you can sell books because they're a business. As an indie author, you're like, why would I do that then? I why would I do it? Because <laughs> yeah. I have a following where right. I can sell books. What do you need the publisher for? And what you need the right. publisher for is actually the production piece. So if you have someone who understands the process of publishing the book and you don't want to delegate all of that to someone in exchange for the lion's share of the money that's made, you then have the option of going indie. And in my opinion, as long as you do it professionally, no one's going to care. Yeah. And I love that you really stress that too. It's not just like, write it up yourself. And then push it out and publish it. You're like, no, you still need an editor. You still need a proofreader. You need to get a good format or you need to have a good cover. Like there is an investment phase in this, although it's a lot yeah. less than traditional publishing, right? With what they're getting. Yeah. You're not giving these people any royalties. You're just paying for a job to be done. So, I mean, that's definitely something that's important to note. Like you're publishing high quality books and that's indie publishing is becoming more like that. So it isn't becoming so. It's becoming so competitive, even in the indie space. You have to, you have to do it really well. It's, yeah. It used to be if you were indie, you could just throw up a book and you would make money. And now you have to make your book indistinguishable from, from traditional publishing. Someone has to be able to pick up your book and think that it came out of New York, that yeah. Simon and Schuster or HarperCollins or one of those publishing houses produced the book. And I have actually seen books that come out of New York on occasion that are not as nicely published as some of the ones that I quarterback the publication of because I am looking for all of those little details. And I, I was sitting with someone who I'm working with on her book mm -hmm. and she went to the bookstore and bought a bunch of books because I said, go to yeah. the neighborhood and let's you know, figure out which book you want your book to look like. And she handed me a book that was traditionally published and it wasn't full justified in the inside. And I said, I'm going to show you something. And once you see it, you're not going to be able to unsee it. And so I apologize and you're welcome in the same sentence. But I said, <laughs> this is not full justified. And the mark of a, of a well published book, a professionally published book, because at some point it's just going to be publishing. It's not going to be yeah. traditional or indie. It's just going to be publishing. Yeah. The mark of a, of a professionally published book 
it, one of them is full justification of the text yep. on the back cover, on the interior. And you'll see some indie published books, a lot of them actually that are not full justified. And it uh, right away, it says amateur. And yeah. you don't want that because yeah. if you're taking the time to listen to this conversation, you are a professional and you want everything about your front facing brand and materials to be professional as professional as it can possibly be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there you have it. Yeah. I mean, that's so good. And that's, I mean, a book, it not only provides that credibility, but once you have this, you can see how professional it can be. It's indistinguishable from traditional publishing. It's bringing in an income as well. Like, you know, books can bring yeah. in money, right? <laughs> so oh, yeah. Like, yeah, every that. month I like to look at my royalties, you know, it's a lot of fun, you know, to yeah. check up what's going yeah. on. But yeah, I mean, it's also, it brings in money, but it also helps your credibility. It helps you increase your prices if you're a consultant or whatnot. And just, you know, it's just, it's amazing. So yes. Yeah. So definitely check out Honoré on that. But I want to transition real quickly before we get sure. done on consultants too, because you're a, like an expert coach, you're an expert consultant. I mean, you're also an expert author, but like how is people getting into consultancy, right? Like, Yay. Let's talk to them for a second. So maybe they are okay. also going to pick up on like, I'm going to write a book because that's going to help my business. Like, yes. that's awesome. Love that. But on other things too, like just in the realm of going out and sitting with clients, getting clients. So say if somebody's new, so we have a lot of transitioning into grant writing. So yeah, they're learning the expertise. They haven't written a lot of grants, maybe none at all, very few right? Haven't gotten a lot awarded. And they're like, how do I get clients then? Because I kind of need something and maybe the book helps with the credibility, but what else can really help them? How do they have a conversation to get those clients? Well, it's identifying their knowledge, mm -hmm. being really clear on what they offer. So I do this for people who do this so they can do this. Consulting and consulting and coaching are different animals, right? A consultant is going to provide a process mm -hmm in exchange for income mm -hmm. to their client so that their client can can install a process, install that process and, and do it better, do whatever the thing is that they do better. Mm -hmm. English is my first language. I feel like I didn't say that very well, but <laughs> <laughs> it's late. It's late here in the, I in know, the, you're in the on the mainland, Holly. Um, yeah. So let, let, let me try to unpack that in a different way. Consulting is where you are identifying the process that you, the knowledge that you have in the form of a process that you can then teach to someone else. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, so I read it. Have... In, 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 go ahead. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So if you don't have a lot of knowledge, so say if you're coming straight up into this without a lot of grant writing experience, you may have, you know, done some grant writing, read the book, read, you know, taken a course, that sort of thing. And you're like, okay, I want to transition into freelance grant writing though, but I don't really have like a lot of experience. What should I do? Should I offer something for free for a while? We had talked about speaking for free, getting your sure. name up. How do you kind of develop your brand as, as doing this, right? Well, if I were any business that I've ever started, so when I started as a coach, I contacted some professionals who met the criteria of the client that I want to have. So in, in book writing, we call that your avatar. In coaching or consulting or speaking, that would be your ideal client. Who is the person that you would want to hire you and what are you going to give them? So you're starting from this is who my target is, right? And then I, re I reached out to I think it was around 10 people 
when I first started coaching, because what I was trying to figure out, and so maybe this will be helpful, what I was trying to figure out is, was my background in the business that I had had and the leadership skills I had developed in my previous business, would that translate into coaching? So I had, I had familiarized myself with the coaching conversation, with the coaching process. I felt like I had been providing coaching in my previous business, but I was going from one specific area of expertise into working with anyone in business. As a business coach, you can, success is behavioral, right? Success is, is time maximization, leadership. Um, organizational skills, those sorts of things. So did my skills translate from one to another? That's what I wanted to know. So I reached out to 10 people and I said, I'm going to do this thing. I don't know if I suck at it or not. Would you let me work with you for free for a mm-hmm. finite period of time? I knew mm-hmm. I wanted to charge, but I wasn't sure that I was going to be any good. So I just reached out and I was, Holly, I'm going to be doing business coaching I'm not sure if I'm any good or not. I do think you need to, I need some sort of compensation. So what I did was every, we went to lunch. I went to lunch with everybody. Like I, it was great. I got to eat, which anyone yeah. who knows me is like, well, you like just, just, lunch. Yeah. just, okay. just feeding me, then, then, then I'm happy. Mm-hmm. We would go to lunch and we did three weeks in a row and then we would take a week off. Nice. I okay. developed a coaching program based on my coach's coaching program. Like she worked with you three weeks as a coach and then you worked one week on your business okay. you in your business for three weeks and one week on your business. So the one week on your business was the week off from coaching. I right. modeled that because that was what made logical sense to me. And she was helping me set this up. So I had six clients, the first six people that said, yes, I said, great, we're going to meet three weeks on and then one week off. And at the end of three months, we're going to see what you think. And at the end of three months, they hired me, which is a different part of the story, but that, but initially it was, I'm not sure if I'm any good or not. I'm giving this a try. Would you, you know, in exchange for this, let's give this a go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of That's course, awesome. it's like anything when you first get started, you feel awkward and silly and, and like you don't know what you're talking about. But generally speaking, if you do your homework and you come prepared, you are going to add value to the person that you're sitting in front of. Nice. Nice. And I love yes. that. Yeah. That it, I, what I really love about that process, like what really speaks to me is that you gave them a finite time. And I think that's what a lot of people in this world of grant writing, they don't necessarily do. They just say, I'm going to go volunteer at a nonprofit. And there's no like only for three months and then let's see. So right. then they have this right. weird, like, I don't know how to, now I feel like I've proved my worth, but I feel like I'm being taken advantage of. And there's right. not, cause there's not that. Right. So I think that is so awesome that you did that. And I think that'll benefit a lot of people to say, sure, go out there, volunteer for some nonprofits, write some grants, get some experience under your belt, but go in with, I'm going to do this for three months or whatever X yeah. amount of time. I'm going to give and- you one coaching session. That's going to blow your noodles, right? <laughs> like you're going to, yeah. Like, and now I could do that. I right all these years now, when someone wants to talk to me, I'm like, I'll give you 15 minutes. I'll yeah. give you 15 minutes. And we'll, you know, we'll, I'll give you, you know, a little taste of, of the, of the goods. And then after that, then we, then we engage, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, you know, yeah, a little milk and honey. Uh, And, and, you know, so it's a, I call it a, um, a discovery session because I want to know if I'm going to like you. I don't like everybody I talk to. Not everybody likes everyone they talk to, right? So you, you I don't want to work with people that I don't like. No one wants to work with people that they don't like. So it, let's go back and let's review, right? Because we covered a lot, I think, in this moment, in, in these last few moments. 
Identify mm -hmm. what it is that you have to offer. Identify who you would want to offer it to, and then figure out a way to get the training wheels off, get your sea legs, right? And you can do that by coming up with a way of sharing your knowledge and expertise with someone in exchange for something very little. So $100 a month, you know, for two sessions or something like that. Um, I had someone who was starting a different kind of consultancy business and that was her model. Mm -hmm. You get two hour sessions for $100. And if you liked it, then after three months, you would go to the full price. I love that. Um, you could, yeah, you can do a free 15 minute or 30 minute session. And then you have a program for them to go into. That, mm -hmm. the, the other piece of this that I've learned is when you do talking, when you're doing anything that is talking for a living, sometimes people think, oh, well, it's just talking, <laughs> right? Yes. So why would I pay for you to just do the talking and what they are paying for? And I know you wanted me to speak to charging what you're worth and, and value and those sorts of things. Is what someone is paying for is not your time. You are putting brackets around the amount of time you're going to speak to them because that's how we measure. We measure with time and with money, right? With time and dollars are measurable. But what someone is paying for is the knowledge and expertise and education that they are getting access to in that time period. Mm -hmm. So when someone says, wow, Honore, you, that's, you know, that's expensive. You think a lot of yourself, that's not the case at all. I think a lot of the knowledge and expertise and education that I've gathered and the fact that you can ask me a question and I'm either going to save you money or make you money or both. When you are consulting or coaching with someone or speaking, professionally speaking, keynote speaking, whatever that looks like, you are giving people access to the 10,000 hours or 20,000 hours of time that you have invested in order to be able to answer that one question, in order to take them from they don't know all the way through to they know it and they can do it and they can profit from it. And so that is what people are paying for. They are not paying for your time because if you're just paying for time, then you could pay, you know, a monkey. Right. But you can't ask a monkey how to write a, a, a grant proposal that's going to win. Right. The, right. There are certain things that you have to know. You have to know which boxes to check and which boxes to leave unchecked and what to put in those spaces. And that's why we have attorneys and CPAs and right and bankers because they are familiar with the exact pieces of information that are going to save us money or make us money or both. I, I the love same that. applies in what yeah, you're doing, what we're doing. I think, you know, a lot of people are transitioning into that thought process nowadays as far as like it's not about the amount of content because we're kind of like in content overload. And now it's like people just want the Cliffs notes and they and they're happy to pay for it. You know what I yep. mean? So it's like, I'm actually, you know, if I, it's $500 or something, but it's going to make my problem solve it like that within 30 minutes yeah. versus 10 hours of my time. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, happy oh, yeah. that, you know, so yeah. it's also understanding that that's okay. Like it's okay. But just to know that you should charge for it, you know, instead of $10, $10 or whatever, because like you yeah. said, you're bringing all of that to the table and the more you bring to it. So the more that you do, like, especially of those grant writers who like, I love that, you know, volunteering, or maybe they say, you know what, I'm going to write foundation grants and it's only for a few hundred dollars in the beginning, right? I'm only going to yep. charge this amount, you know, and I'm going to reach out to five people and the first five people that take me up on it, that's what I'm doing. So I love that there's some money involved, yep. lower hanging, but once you have the experience of writing those and if you will win or whatnot, right? then you can yeah. start really setting that up. And the years that go on, your pricing structure is going to change, you know, as you go. It is. Yeah. 
Yeah. And once you get testimonials, that's the fun part is when you have someone who is effusive, ebullient, and enthusiastic about what you offer, that yeah. third party validation is very helpful. And also a reason, although counterintuitive to, well, I got to pay my, my bills, <laughs> right? <laughs> Give it away for free. I'm not paying my bills. I can't pay yeah. my bills with in trade, right? But yeah. once you have someone who says, I did this with this person and they were amazing. That third party credibility comes in very handy. Yes, absolutely. I love that. I love that. So I know we're up to almost an hour here. So I want to go ahead and ask you about your, like what you're doing now, how people can work with you. Cause we covered so many awesome things that I think is just like, and I'd love to have you on an, another time to really kind of dissect Please. some of these again. Yes. We'll do it live when you're here. We'll do yes. Yes. I'll here. be in Nashville. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So what am I great. doing now? Um, so I work with professionals one-on-one. I take on one client a month to act as the kind of concierge, concierge quarterback for their book publishing process. I also have a course that is the more do-it-yourself PhD in self-publishing process called mm-hmm. You Must Write a Book. So You Must Write a Book live coaching course. That's where our real friendship and journey kind of went to the next level. I also and that's have great, guys, the, it's not just DIY just to jump in here real quick. Cause it is a yeah. live. So it's like a hybrid. Yeah. So you get yeah. like the materials, but then you get the live group. So it is, it's more of a handholding process as well, which is, I like, <laughs> so yeah, you kind of want yeah. that it's a live course that I teach four times a year to 15 new students. And then all of my students are allowed to come and repeat the course as many times as they want yeah. because yeah. they are, they get the fever and then they want to write more than one book and they want to come back and ask questions, which I think is wonderful. So I have a nice community of participants and students in that course. And then what grew out of that is the Empire Builders Mastermind, which is for entrepreneurs who want to build a seven-figure empire with at least one stream of income, one six-figure stream of income from their book. And yes, we meet twice a year in Nashville and once a month via Zoom like this. Yeah. And some amazing people, including Miss Holly Pants from Guam. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So many awesome people on that group. Yeah, so group. Such a great group. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So those are the main, those are the, I have other, I have, you know, my fingers and other pies. Those are the main places. Oh, and I'm writing fiction. So I'm going to mention, Yeah. I think the more people I mention fiction to, the more pressure I feel to get it, get it finished. So yeah. Okay, so for fun. Great. <laughs> great. I fit, I hit, I crossed 15,000 words today. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I just keep writing. I just like, I'm going to I'm going to just write the sentence. I'll fix it later. That's awesome. So yeah, so Honor Ray, so you can reach her at www.honorraycorder, and that's H-O-N-O-R-E-E-C-O-R-D-E-R. Yes, dot com. Did I say that right? Dot com. Yeah, yep, you did. So yeah, Yeah. check her out. You can see her on TED Talks. She's got different things going on, um, all kinds of stuff on her website, which is great. You can get the two free chapters to her book, You Must Write a Book. So if you want to check that out too, it's definitely there. It's available for you to go download right now. So uh, you can kind of dive more into what we were talking about today. And of course you do um, coaching, you do consulting, you have your, like you said, you have many different things going on. 51 books all about, there's 
business yeah. book, personal development, single parenting, very, very cool, yeah. and divorce even. Like you really cover yeah. these different things that are really amazing. Yeah. And then fiction yeah. will be the new thing. So yeah. Fiction so will definitely- be the new thing. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. And we'll have her back on. So you guys out there, if you have any questions for Honoré, you can always send them to me as well, but definitely do go to her website, honorécorder.com. Um, and we'll have her on the show again to talk more about what your guys' questions are out there. But, oh my gosh, thank you. So so fun. This is so fun. It's always fun to just, I feel like we just kind of sat and chatted and, and uh, yeah. hopefully... Hopefully there will be some good uh, nuggets for your listeners. And of oh. course, if they do have questions, let's just do it again. Well, you'll be here yeah. in a couple months, like two months yeah. from now. Two yeah, months. I know. I'm so excited. Yeah. So yeah, I know, I know I learned. I always learn whenever I talk to you. So I was kind of like, what are some questions I have? Like personally, <laughs> selfishly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, definitely good nuggets. I mean, always that process. And I know it's, it's, you know, it can feel overwhelming, but the way you break it down on with writing books, like it is doable. It's tangible. It gets done. It's amazing. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, and you, everyone loves being an author. No one ever goes through the process and is like, well, I wish I hadn't done that. Exactly. It's always, why didn't I do it sooner? Why yeah. didn't I become an author sooner? Because it opens up so many doors. It's one of the big things too, on the bucket list. I feel like, right. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Almost every person, almost every person I meet every so often I meet someone and they're like, I have no interest. I've never read a book. Not my thing, which I totally understand. Yeah. Yeah. Most people are like, I'm going to do that one day. I'm going to do that someday. I've been told I should write a book. I want to write a book. I'm interested in writing a book. I have a story that I talk about. I'm a speaker and people are always asking me after I speak, do you have a book I can buy? And they're disappointed when I don't. I hear those things all the time or they'll say I know someone who's really interesting they should write a book yes yes it's very common and lest you think everyone is writing a book they're not and lest you think right like oh I don't have anything to say that someone else hasn't said that's not true if you haven't said it in your words from your perspective if you don't have a book with your name on the front then you have the opportunity to do that if that's something that's interesting to you yeah and I just like I like to say that my process takes the stress and the strain out of it and and makes it a pleasurable enjoyable and fun process absolutely it does no it is it's great you're funny I mean as you guys all heard (laughs) that's humor (laughs) funny And it comes across in your book and just in your, in your course and everything. So it's, it's really fun. And just to get that feedback and to have somebody to be accountable to, like, to know you got to get your words done, your word count, or how many words go into a nonfiction book, like all of those kind of things, right? Like you just like break it down, easy system. I love your Batman, holy Batman process. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm doing one right now. I'm doing the holy Batman, my pants are on fire for somebody right now. And it's just very funny. It's just very funny because it's like, we have a deadline. It's too much. It was two months. I started working with her in October and and she wants to have a book by the end of January. So by gosh and by golly, we're going to get it done. Right. That's right. That's awesome. I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. So thank you so much again for being on the show. Thank you. And you guys check her out. All right. So we'll have you back and I'll see you in Nashville in a couple of months. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Do you want to join the Changemaker Tribe and get courses, downloadable checklists, samples of awarded grants, 
behind-the-scenes live Q&A with myself and the tribe and discounts on grant services. Be sure to join the Changemaker membership at www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash membership. Thank you for listening to this grant writing and funding podcast. I hope you've enjoyed your time. For more questions, email Holly at holly at grantwritingandfunding.com or visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com. 